Welcome to the Chat Pack Turn Podcast. This is a great podcast where we talk about this, that, and the other thing. My name is Paul Holden, and it's a dynamic duo tonight. It's just me and one Caleb Cole. Caleb, what's cracking? This beer. Oh, a little, a little asthma, as they asthma? say. Oh, ASMR. ASMR is I, I think is how you say it. Ismer. I like asthma. We are not live on Twitch tonight as the man who does all the heavy lifting for us is enjoying the holidays as uh, I'm going to go do, I'm supposed to do more things tonight, but boy, my motivation you is low. tomorrow, but, uh, right? I'm in this weird like limbo where my flight's at 6 a.m. Oh, wait, you know? leaving at 6 a.m. And so, oh, yeah, like departing. Yeah, yeah. Not like not like be at the airport at six AM. It's like departing which at six. Which means be at the so airport at five, like, which means leave your house at four. Maybe earlier. Because you're yeah, Chicago. So, so Yeah. So it's like I mean, maybe just delaying on this stuff that I should have been doing will help me stay up later because it's like what do I do? Just not I mean, I'm gonna try not to fall asleep, but I, I fall asleep, you know. But mm. man, that I like I'll just be super groggy. I, I'm excited to go where it's not 19 degrees. I'm excited to see my parents. Um, that's going to be great. But I will say I really hate early morning flights. They kill me the really? next day. I don't mind them so much. Like, I mean, it's not the end of the world. Like, I'll be fine. Like, it'll be fine. But, like, I am definitely, after getting settled and stuff at my parents' house, going to want to take, like, a three-hour nap. Like, without question. Yeah. See, but I feel like... If you just power through, and then by the end of the night, you can get to bed at like 9 p.m., and that's just the best. When you can get to bed at 9 p.m. naturally, and then wake up the next day feeling completely refreshed at like 6 a.m., that's that's the dream. That's the Ben Colvin. That is true. It's not the Ben Colvin, man. That dude stays up hella, well, not like painfully late but i would say he he has he doesn't go to bed before midnight Ooh. if he could he probably would he's up but pretty well i guess he was only up and leaving by like 8 30 when i was there it's not so yeah no nah, he's he's got a pretty he's got this type of schedule that i like and it's like that's what i like about my interim job is uh, the hours are at least good for me not too early in the morning where i don't have to go to bed super early but uh it doesn't eat up the entirety of the day Except right now, when you think about it, with the uh, you know amount of light we get in the day, yeah, uh, it's such a bummer. Like I got off from I was substitute teaching today over at Trimble Elementary, and when I left, it was I mean by the time I actually got to my car and was driving away, it was about three forty p.m. And so by the time I make it home, it's an over a twenty minute drive. It's past four forty five minutes. It's dusk. I mean, it happens so quick now. It's awful. Yeah. And like when I bike home from work, um, you know, it used to be a nice, enjoyable, sunny ride, but I've been committed, fully committed to uh, to biking because it's just so close to my house and, and it's just like parking over there so, is such a yeah, pain. I agree. And yeah. And like, so it's just like, you know, I'm, I'm fully bundled biking into work, man. But I was biking home today, dude. And uh, man, it felt like my eyeballs were freezing. Like, I don't, the wind was just getting through the glass. I had my sunglasses on and I had a... I mean, I had my gla- I had sunglasses on, and they're bigger and a little bit more thick. And I had a, um, you know, I had a face mask, whatever you want to call it. And um, so, you know, I'm 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 well prepared 
for the weather. It's just it's just still cold, man. So not gonna lie, uh, the beach sounds pretty great. <laughs> I'm pretty excited. What's about gonna be that. worse is well, then the weather right now is going to the beach in your flip flops and then having to ride a bike or ride to work in the terrible winter winds of Chicago. Yeah, man, and they're no joke, dude. It's it's the the wind is brutal, but I mean, it's honestly it hasn't been as bad as I thought yet. But we're oh, we're, we're still, early, you know. Give we have time holding. Yeah, we haven't hit the thick. We haven't hit the thick of it yet. I know it's gonna be, but like today was a day where it was just like, you know, this this is oh, cold. cold like it is in. unpleasant. You know, if you're not properly dressed outside. Like I was at work and, you know, I'm working in the back with the kitchen. There's a big oven and a kettle that's like boiling water. So I'm, I'm usually in short sleeves because, I mean, I'm a, I, you'll find me in short sleeves about 99% of the time anyway because I'm crazy. But I'm just a hot guy. Um, but uh, in both ways. Uh, but uh, I was outside helping this guy uh, with some trash at this restaurant next door that's owned by the same guy. And he was, you know, sometimes they have like multiples of them to take out. But... Um, so I was waiting around for a bit and I mean, dude, I, I gave him like a two, three minute thing because it was like, it's way too cold. I'm in short sleeves. Like I was like, this is unbearable. <laughs> like I do not want to be when I, outside When I left for work this morning, it was, I mean, what was that? 745 or something. And it was probably 22 degrees, 24 degrees. It was chilly. Mm-hmm. I mean, Athens gets cold too, man. I mean, you guys got hammered with some snow, didn't you? Uh, I wouldn't say hammered. We got mm, maybe an inch and a half. Oh. It was not. I would have loved more. I'm ready for snowboarding season. I'm so. I got a new helmet. Well, a used new helmet. I'm excited. What type of? You got a good set of goggles? Uh, I have a go- pair of goggles. I do not have a good set of goggles. There's some hand me down, hand me down goggles. You know, like I. I will say, like, that's, like, some of the future of techs, that, that wearable tech. That, oh, and they have some I'm stuff so there. Like, that shit's like augmented reality cool. snowboarding goggles with, like, a speedometer. Yeah, with, like, an accelerometer oh, yeah. in it and stuff. Maybe, like, a little compass. You know, and you can turn that stuff. You got to be able to. That's the thing with augmented reality. You got to be able to turn that oh, off of course. at the same yeah, time. Yeah, it should too. be just, like, you a master I mean? kill just switch bloop. for it all. You know? Oh, we got we had a message from a, yeah. one of our other co-hosts. Oh, from one spicy are, boy. Are we gonna get AKA a third host ben joining? Colvin. In the middle? I don't, I don't think know. that's possible. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna text him back. I'm saying we're recording now. Uh join? Yeah. I I don't think Question that's mark. he would what would he have to join on his cell phone microphone? He probably has some crappy mics, but that's all right. We like talk but it's Ben. Uh, uh, yeah. I got him a Christmas present. He actually, and since, well, I don't want to risk it, but because I don't, I, I, I'm, I'm assuming Ava doesn't listen to here. You know what I'm going to do actually, Caleb? So I'm not going to say it, but I'm going to text. You got your phone with you right now and we'll post, you know, if people are curious, I'll, I'll post. So Ben actually helped me with, uh, my, uh, Christmas present for Ava. I wanted him to, I mean, you can say she's not going to listen to this, right? Does she listen? I don't Does think she, listen she every is, once but I don't want the the I don't want the uh, the risk of it. I understand the the risk of it. So I just texted you it or one version of it. So I'm also there's like a few versions of of what I what I had been do. Um, but it's gonna be cool. I think it's gonna come out cool. That's that's my Ben update. He, man, you guys are just blowing me up in the headphones here. I don't even. Oh, do you? 
You gotta be a. You gotta turn that notification thing off, bud. I'm a. I'm a Discord novice. You know, man. speaking of Christmas presents, I've been, I've been at a loss for most of mine. I've just. I mean, you know me. I'm not a Christmas presents guy. If I had my way, I wouldn't give any, and I wouldn't get any. I just like. I like going. I like getting together. Like the way I like to give presents is going and baking or cooking, and just like hanging out, cleaning up. I like that's how I show love. I don't like the whole buying a present and wrapping it and doing I just not for me but you kind of have to do it right I mean you got you got to get into it there's no completely avoiding it if there is somebody tell me yeah because I would I'm think there is in a way I think you get to a certain point where it is definitely turns into more of it's way more important to be at the holiday event mm-hmm. than it is mm-hmm. to bring a present or a gift to the holiday event Except, at least for mm-hmm. me and what I my what my beliefs. Except for mom, mom always gets at least something. Ooh. No matter what, if it's cookies, like you said, making it. Mom always needs to have because mom's always giving you presents, and my mom will continue yeah, to give. No matter you presents. how much you ask her like, not to. In, in, mm-hmm. Exactly, like you know, even if it's something small. And my and, and at least for for me, I'm like. And so, you know, my mom won't listen to this, but what we did yesterday was there's a German Christmas market that comes to Chicago, which was really cool. A lot of company like businesses or like people from Germany actually come and there's food and Will and I got Will got this big brat with the cheese that it's it's hot and they slice it. Have you seen that? It's all gooey. You know what I'm talking about? I don't like you like they dissect it down the middle and then put cheese inside it. It's like the wedge of cheese and it's hot and they take it. And they just like scoop out a big like glob Wait, what of it, should, and they just cover what this. Should bag I and our listeners be googling? I, I believe it. We, we the the simple way of saying it. Let me see. Was baked cheese? Let me baked cheese German. Yeah, like German German baked cheese. I don't know. Where we were here. We go. Baked cheese German, German no, dog. I don't want German. You don't want German cheesecake. Wait, you're talking about like a hot dog thing, right? Yeah, it's like a big hot dog, like a big baguette. Oh, yeah. You got it? it? Raclette. Raclette. What? Raclette? Raclette? R-A-C-L-E-T-T-E. Wait, hold on. Spell that again? R-A-C-L-E-T-T-E. Raclette? 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 I see what you mean. Yeah, but that's definitely it. It's like this this cheese, and it's melted, and they like cut it while it's hot, and they put it on a, a bratwurst wow. that was delicious with some peppers and that pickles. Decadent. It was awesome. I had some mini donuts, but so I got my mom a little mug from the uh, you know it's it's that says like the German market, and so it's a little holiday thing for her. And I got some German oh, wafer I thought you were candies gonna say that, that you I'm bringing one of those dishes. No. <laughs> and you were going to save it no, for the whole be, flight. I was just saying about the coolest stuff. I mean, but there was a lot of like handmade ornaments and stuff. It was really cool. It was like the only real Christmassy thing I've mm-hmm. done um, in the in this year. I mean, it's just hard when you're not making a lot of money to be like super into the holiday spirit, like go out, do stuff and, and do that. But like my opinion about gift giving for the holidays is if you can spoil the kids just because they're kids it's christmas it's fun but when you get older it's definitely more so like trying to find creative gifts because it's always nice to at least give something but i don't think any i think the mandate of giving gifts is overrated or like 
over or like can be bent because like you said if 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 you don't give gifts but you invite your friends and family over for a meal or you prepare a meal for your friends and family i mean that's a gift i mean to take the time and the effort to like especially if you like do the meal like everything you know from top Mm -hmm. to bottom you know so all they literally have to do is sit down and and eat you know so like i think that's plenty good and i think homemade baked goods or things like that i think all that stuff is fine because when you get older it's definitely more just like it's nice to be thought of but like yeah my dad my dad i gave him a card and i just write some nice thoughts about it and i just hang out you know but i always like to make sure mom has something just because of how many how many gifts my mom has given me over the years i need to at least make sure that she gets to unwrap something too uh for for christmas but that that's my that's my holiday gift giving philosophy yeah and i think for me it's such the the part of the big problem is just buying shit like that isn't necessary you know like you always get like these random knickknacks and then it piles up and piles up and all of a sudden when you move you've got like three or four more boxes of stuff that you had no idea that you even wanted and you didn't really at the end of the day and you're just kind of moving it from place to place and you don't want to get rid of it because you're like oh well that you know mom gave me that on 2014 christmas or something like that and so there's some kind of sentimental value but at the same time there's no use to it you know and then like my parents of course i don't know if they were just trying to like have a laugh or something like that and they ended up uh finding this coconut person it was like a coconut and then another coconut and then another coconut kind of like a snowman and then they carved those mm-hmm. coconuts down into a i don't even know like a like a monkey it was like a monkey with like a headdress awesome. and they gave it to me in just i mean we're laughing their asses off the entire time that i was opening it That's and i was awesome. like what what and like i did not get the joke <laughs> I was like, I don't understand why this is so funny. And they just thought it was like the best prank ever. High five and then laughing. And I'm still confused to this day. It's <laughs> I, on my mantle. I literally, I, I can, I can just picture that entire Christmas morning scene playing out like with your family, like in my head, you're on, you're in the farm, you're on, you're in the big family room area, there's a nice big fire, you know, the whole fam's there, Jimmy's off on a rant about something and, um, something business you, or finance you start opening it, and your mom, your mom loses it immediately. Like there's no way that when you like, as soon as you grab that present to open it, like your mom probably started losing it and your dad, he's tried to be keeping it cool, <laughs> like classic Mr. Cole way, like, but just as soon as he sees, like, you know, th- that you can finally see it, that's when he starts breaking and laughing too. And I can like hear their laughs. <laughs> like, that's good, man. That's funny. But I think that's funny because it's just they thought of something kind of ridiculous and just kind of fun. And like that stuff, I totally get it. Can be a little club, like, you know, like cluttery. But then it's kind of cool because you have a funny story to go with that at least, and it makes a like, I mean, a, a hand carved coconut monkey is a pretty cool decoration. Uh, if you saw it, you might understand why it's more of a prank than a legitimate gift. I have no idea what it is. That's hilarious. It looks like it was manufactured in a Walmart, but like not like in Taiwan and then sold to Walmart. I mean, like it was manufactured in the back of a Walmart by one of the workers with like a whittling knife. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but, um,. Yeah, and I also think that it's also okay for gifts to turn way more practical. Like, 
I just needed to get, I needed new tires on my car. And so my Christmas present from my parents was new tires on my car. And while that doesn't sound very exciting at all, once I saw the bill for a good set of tires, I said, this is a phenomenal Christmas oh, yeah. present because holy cow. Especially I, for and then I got the other, like, you got that truck. Yeah. I got the other bummer news about my car, which doesn't really surprise me too much. But, uh, as I was telling you there, I, uh, might be might be uh, selling selling my car. You you've always loved my car, Caleb. Let's make a deal, mm, bud. I just bought a different Subaru, so I don't think I really am in the market for another car. But tell me what happened. Uh, basically, my alignment's out of whack, and it's because the ball joints and the arms, arms. are starting to fail. And uh, to replace those, they are super duper expensive. I can knock uh, a good chunk of the price, and I've only gone to one place, so I I don't know if you know what it would be like at a, another mechanic. But I'm gonna go ahead and safely assume that it's not gonna be cheap, no matter what. What was I their estimate? Uh, with the nice ones, so this was the first thing. But he he kind of he kind of said something after too that followed up. It's it all said and done to ship them to do the labor and then to do the alignment to like get everything all said and done. It's about an eight hundred dollar repair. Um, and then he said, you know, these I those are just the, we'd use those top of the line ones because we warranty them for life. So that's why those are expensive. If you can leave your car for a day and a half, which is easily doable mm-hmm. for me in my current situation because the pet boys is not that far at all um easily bikeable to go get to it or to walk it if need be or simple ride so really not the end of the world he said he could get knocked 200 dollars off the price and so it'd be a 600 dollars thing but they're you know they they might not be the most effective thing you yeah, know the big replacement. corporate they, they, you know they're not kind of place yeah Exactly. It might not be the most high quality um, arms. And, you know, my car runs fine. It does everything mostly fine. But, you know, there's a couple of other things that are like if I was to restore the car to, you know, everything like I'm going to say even if I take a deal is going to be, you know, 800 plus dollars because my my heating or my ac needs to be fixed my heating only works if it's like like really works and only it's like a trickle or it's full blast that's it on all the one out of four settings it's full blast the other three it's a trickle and um you know so i'm kind of to the point where it's just like i don't know man like how much do i need a car when I have people that I live with that I can borrow a car, I am old enough to rent cars now. Um, you yeah, know, cause like but you're, I feel like you're if a I needed to who, rent a car, but like, you know, like if I move, I'll just do a rental van and then I can just, I'm there. Those are That's very fine. Expensive. You'd be surprised. Like True, I was but, like, even just when I was it, looking at cars versus vans, I mean, rentals are, I mean, it's a, it's a huge jump huge jump and i don't know if you do you mean like a moving van like a big moving van i mean the easy i don't need a huge thing i mean you know it could also just be as simple as i you know pitching to to get a trailer or something on the back of someone else's car i mean it's not a done deal but i mean i don't I, think that that's a reason to sell a car a 600 hundred dollar repair i mean that's not like i just did wheel bearings in my car not that long ago that was 700 dollars but a car that is seven years old is 135,000 plus miles on it. Oh, that's not that bad. Um, I mean, I bet the value of that car is still like a solid 
five to seven grand, if not more. Eight yeah, grand. exactly. But if I drive it for two more years, what is it then? Yeah, I don't know. You, I, you know, what I just I'm saying like if I think, I, cause, or if I or if I you know, eight hundred dollars. That's a pretty good down payment on a new car, a different car. You know. Yeah. True. Cause like. I'm not, I mean, I love my escape and like, it's honestly, if I was to drive one car for the rest of my life, I would always drive this car, this model, this era of Ford escapes because I just like the style and it fits all of my needs. But at the same time, it's like some of the stuff is kind of infuriating about my car as well that my old escape didn't have. It was just this weird when they finally made at least a small jump in tech, like you've seen it connecting a Bluetooth to my car is so it's like disarming a bomb hard <laughs> yeah like for no reason like it like and it's you know it's so it's like my phone will say it's connected and it's like all right and then it's like that and it's like then it seems then you know my sometimes audio will only play out of the right side and like literally as i'm pulling into my destination i'll hit a bump and then it'll start playing on my left side you know giving me oh, a stereo boy. type of thing yeah so it's just like you know I don't I don't use my car and I'm not a car guy like my car's purpose is to get me and my things and my dog from point A to point B like and to go on road trips like that's literally it. I don't have any you know but big, see that's the thing road trips. I mean like you're a big and you like to drive like you like the autonomy to be able to go to like what was that um explosions in the sky show that you went to? Like you wouldn't be able to do true, stuff like true. That. I mean, that's that's definitely part of it. But I also like as much as I love these things and I love this thing. Like, there's also a realistic financial thing that I have to take a look at because it's just kind of like if I can get a max value on top of. So say I move, you know, in May when my, uh, you know, when the when the time comes and like you said, the truck's expensive. If I don't pay car insurance for six months, that's that's ninety dollars a month or you know, I can't. I don't know the exact number off the top of my head, but um, you know that I save that I could just be putting towards either the next vehicle or something else because I don't know, man. Like it just seems like if why not get max value for the car that I have now and then maybe like downsize a little bit and then like like you said, if I can get a I could get five grand for that car, if I can get a car another car for three grand and yeah you know, get a two grand thing out of it. That's not, that'd be, that's pretty big. As long at least as, yeah. where I'm at right now. We're yeah. As to- long as you get another car, because I feel like that's the problem when you, um, when you're living a little bit above your wage and you sell your car and then you don't want to blow through that using it for living expenses. And then all of a sudden you don't have a car and you don't have the money mm-hmm. that you sold the car for. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, I just don't know how much I would necessarily, do that but because i'm like in this weird thing where i'm i'm trying to get to the point like i still got stuff to figure out coming in the next months but whatever my next move is i think i want it to finally be at least like a three-year plan type of deal you know what i mean i'm like longer than i'm a little tired in a place yeah exactly and it's like you know there's there's a lot of factors going in you know in reality if i had a job and not a long distance girlfriend in across the country staying in chicago would be a no-brainer um but uh you know, I, that's that's a whole other story. But yeah, I'm trying to hope whatever my next move is, it's a little bit more permanent that I can kind of afford to, you know, not necessarily need 
something like a car like uh, right away Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i could get somewhere and maybe like go you know because i don't necessarily know if i want to go forever without a car it's just the that real question of you know the car is on you know in terms of the value curve it's on the you know it hit its peak and it's definitely on the way down how far down do i want to let it go you know what i mean because it seems like in terms of an investment or like the car you know I, since I, I'm not necessarily like super attached to it, is your uh, is your fear that you hold on to it better. and then the value of it goes down and down and down, but the value of it has really I'm, changed? I'm, to I you? hold. I'm saying I hold on to it, take it on a road trip, and I knock the alignment thing so bad it breaks and shatters those things, and I have no play, choice but to replace it. And then a myriad of other problems starts happening, and then it just becomes a money pit mm-hmm. at that I mean, point. Cars are versus kind of a money pit just by design. Exactly, but like do, I mean. I can safely say right now and over the past or since I've moved to Chicago, I average less than 25 miles a week. And those averages only change because of random little trips or some or pockets of things here and there, like driving to Cincy to go get Ava. But I drive to the grocery store, which is a mile and a half away. I drive to Dumplings, which is maybe like five miles away. So like 10 mile round trip. Like, you know, in reality, like if in my current situation or even if I was to get a job in the city, like if I was to get a job in downtown Chicago working at a station or something like that, I would have to rearrange my schedule and make sure I allow for extra time. But I could take the train smack dab downtown, you know, in a in a in a bunch of bus passes versus you know what monthly car insurance that's another thing to look at too and gas and things like that but on the flip side of that if i get a job in the suburbs like i've also been looking at how am i going to get to the suburbs without a car hmm yeah i mean that's a big factor you got to look at yeah man it just honestly when i was talking about it, it was just a, another thing to add to the four and a half million other things that i have to figure out and think about over the next few months but you know that's what you got to do. I mean, everyone's got their own list of things to figure out and one step at a time, I'll figure it out. But, uh, yeah, I also don't know like the first thing about going about, uh, selling a car. So that's, that's a whole other, uh, ball game to, to go with there. Hmm. Well, luckily your buddy Caleb has a bit of experience in buying and selling cars. So I keep you around. You got a lot of talents in uh, random things that are pretty helpful for me. So it it helps out a a lot. (laughs) Well, you know, speaking of the coming months, the year's changing. And the years to the decades changing, I guess. Like, I don't know. There's there's like all that. Some people say it's not the decade. Wait, what? Who says it's not the decade? Yeah. I mean, there was no year zero. You know what I mean? What? Some people argue that since there's no year zero, that next year is the official end of the decade. That's insanity. I just want to say that. That's absolute yeah, insanity. Those people have got it, a loose bolt in the brain. Yeah, and they, it's, they're a little... They just need it's something just else like to being do. a little too peculiar, need, yeah. I feel like. They need to get a better hobby or something like that. I don't know what's happening with so, that. I don't know. Didn't you have a topic pertaining but, um, to 2020? Or... More. Yeah. Uh, so basically, what I was gonna say is, uh, well, you know, there's a lot of recaps of of things 
that uh, you know go long at the end of the year, and you know a lot of people do an end of the decade, but I, d- I didn't put enough time into into that. So I, d- I wanted to kind of just give our take, do our year recap, not a top ten list, not a top whatever things, just kind of some of your favorite things that you saw, you played, you read, you did. Uh, yes, you know, you seen in the world or things that that happened or, you know, just kind of a, a brief recap of, of 2019 of, of, of stuff that you thought was that you saw, the, you know, in the big world or maybe in your world. That was uh, that was pretty cool. So I can start if you need a little bit more you time go for it, Paul. So one of the things actually that's really cool that uh, I think that came out of this year and um, it actually just happened in the past week. Um, for those who don't know, Joey Burrow is uh, the Heisman Trophy winning quarterback for the LSU Tigers, projected to go number one overall uh, in the NFL Holy draft cow, coming he's up. That and good. Uh, what a lot of people are Heisman is Trophy it- winner by the highest mar- margin. In Heisman Trophy wow. history, no one Talk has he beat O.J. Simpson's record. Oh my gosh, he he is he he won the Heisman by like the highest percentage of, of voters basically um, in Heisman history. Um, and I guess for those who don't know what the Heisman Trophy is, it's awarded for the best player in college football every year. Um, and Joey Burrow comes from Athens, comes from the Plains specifically, if you're if you're really going for it, uh, which is in Southeast Ohio, which is where Caleb lives and uh, where uh, we all went to school and uh, lived for, I lived there for six years, Caleb's uh, going on seven, uh, Ben grew up there and Trevor was there for four, for just school. Um so it's a you know it's an important place to all of our hearts, especially mine. I got to work in the community and got to kind of go outside the OU college bubble to understand what life actually is like in Southeast Ohio for a lot of people. And one of those things that they deal with is hunger. And uh, you know a lot of it's it's the most impoverished area in Ohio is Athens County. Um, and Joey Burrow highlighted that in his speech. He was saying that he's up there on behalf of all the kids of Athens County, the ones that go home with there's not enough food on the table. You can be up there too. And uh, you know it was really inspirational stuff. He really couldn't hold back. He like held back tears the whole thing. And it was like really amazing to see Athens and like someone from Athens being highlighted on one of the biggest stages possible in sports because you know the Heisman Trophy is arguably the second most important thing in college football behind the national championship and like Joey Burrow's no joke the dude beat Alabama the dude was a backup at Ohio State for three years LSU took a total gamble on him in in terms of sports stuff and he just came down and crushed it so in inspiration with that fundraisers started popping up there were multiple of them and shout out to all of them but um one of them in particular has really taken off and um they were all benefiting the athens food pantry which is an all volunteer 100 percent volunteer organization in athens that uh, uh runs on a very very small budget and um you know they provide i think five thousand meals to athens county uh every year and they uh, so uh, a friend of mine, um, he I actually worked for him on the post, started in one of the fundraisers and uh, they've raised. Let's see. I'm trying to go here as of as of right this second here on this Facebook thing. They have raised four hundred and forty five thousand two hundred and twenty dollars for the Athens County Food Pantry. And what a lot of people aren't going to understand is that that amount of money in an area like Athens County 
is going to have yeah, such overwhelming profound impact. impacts on the community that it it's unbelievable. And that's that's one of the fundraisers. There's a couple other ones that the Athens foot, high school football team started. Uh, a lady in Louisiana. I mean, because that's why this thing. So all of like the LSU fans have been flooding the donations, basically, to, to help raise money for the Athens County Food Pantry. And, I mean, this is an incredible sum of money. You know, it's there's a long process to process all this money, but I have a feeling that you're going to so many organizations that help with poverty in Southeast Ohio are going to see a chunk of this money because, you know, that's what that's just kind of what the area does. So I that's one of my favorite things to, to come out to see is not only – Athens zone. I mean, working at Power 105, like when I board opt games, I listened to how good Joey Burrow was. I, you know, I had people who covered him when I worked with them at the post and to see him excel at that level as a, as a fan of, of football and sports is one thing, but then to shed light on an issue to, to bring to the table, you know, the, the, the challenges people face in Southeast Ohio. And then for the response is crazy. I mean, it, that's one of the things like that, that like I, I just can't emphasize enough to to our listeners out there like that amount of money in an area like Athens County just just isn't heard of like it's just not talked about like obviously people in the university Frank Solich and and, and the, those people at OU that have those ties but I'm talking outside of Athens when you leave Court Street and go into real Appalachia real Southeast Ohio that money is going to is going to put the next Joey Burrow you know, through high school and, and get him into the next yeah, level. And true. it's going to be Especially incredible. after being in that, those communities substituting, it's, it's pretty wild how much of a bubble Athens city is in Athens County. Mm-hmm. I mean, Athens city is like this little, I mean, for lack of a better term, a party town. And Athens high school too. Like I'm, like yours, like the differences between Athens High School and Trimble and all of those, like there's you see those differences too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, just being outside of it, I mean, every it's kind of too just like I'd never when I was going to school, I never had like the um it's like a semi mandatory free lunch thing that everybody goes to. And I think that it it was implemented because there's so many kids who just live in such impoverished homes and their parents are either too busy or lack the resources to uh, always make sure that they have uh, a nutritious, like, ready breakfast for them in the morning. And then also the lunch. I mean, like, I think every lunch, for at least in the elementary schools, for sure, is all free. Um, and so, so are the breakfasts. And then they have snacks throughout the day. And it's just like, you know, just going back to that food pantry thing where it's like you – People like to argue a lot about where where to put fundings and how you can help poverty and how you can uh, close the wealth gap between classes. But I I feel like food is a no-brainer start, right? Yeah. I mean, the importance of food access and quality food access, because that's the other thing with that sum of money is it's it's not going to be just whatever it's quality food and quality things that can come in to bring just bring things like i mean it is a huge difference when kids have access to free lunches in school and stuff like that and you know that's that's where a little bit of my politics will come through and stuff it's just like that support is just so important to people it's just so important for 
kids especially to have access to those resources and to not be punished for for you know or scorned or looked down upon for for seeking assistance when they don't have access to these resources i mean waverly didn't even have or i don't i can't remember if it was waverly it might have been but a a, re, a a community close to athens didn't even have access to a grocery store up until last year and i mean that's like so the places like the athens county food pantry to give resources to these people is is it's just so important and what was cool also about that is uh they were shedding light uh, a, a person started a fundraiser for uh, f- uh food bank in ba- the baton rouge area so a lot of people especially from athens in the area that saw the people donated to athens they now donate went back and donated in in support of the baton rouge food bank so you know two food banks in some areas that need help are, are going to see some things and i bet you 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 will see a positive impact from this you know it might not happen next year and after the wave of the hype that of, of this kind of dies down a little bit maybe like but you will see the impact of 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 investing in something like food access bring tremendous tremendous benefits to the people you're because you're, you're absolutely right man like one of the best ways you can do is give people access to to food and clean water and good food and, and i mean and you, that's that's just basic mm-hmm. man those are just the base that's just well, necessity kids going into school like i can i can tell a very staunch difference between days where i woke up and had a good breakfast or days i don't just by how my brain works that day i mean like the other day i had just a I, I don't know, for lack of a better term, a big brain day, <laughs> you know, like I was just like, I was writing music. I was, uh, I mean, I was playing melee with, you know, super smash bros melee with Jeff and I was doing really well. And like, I was just thinking super clearly in so many different fa- uh, parts of my life. And I, I think, you know, I chalked it up that morning to like, I just had a really good smoothie with a bunch of spinach in it. And I had a really light lunch and I was just, I was going, you know, and I think that people really underestimate how much that diet can affect them. And when you wake up in the morning and you have Pop-Tarts or Eggo waffles and then you try to go to school, like, no wonder you can't pay attention in class. No wonder you can't just, you know, I don't know, be into it. I think that it's just so yeah, important. Yeah, absolutely. And, or, or you know, on the flip side of that, it is a staunch difference in having something versus having nothing, you know. I mean, and that's that's a reality that, that a lot of people face is you know it's it's sometimes sometimes it is only that stuff because that's all you can't afford and like Mm -hmm. you know it's it's better than it's better to have something than nothing but and not only you know know, i feel like the argument is always that you can't if you can afford pop tarts you can afford chicken and rice you know but i feel like that's that's where the education comes to it and that's that's another thing that could be Mm -hmm. involved or uh implemented with those outreach programs is the education people? Yeah, don't so get. many of those type of programs have have educational things that are part of what they so do. Important. Or the volunteers or the people involved would be more than happy to help you. You know, if you're getting stuff from the food bank, I guarantee you, the they build the meals at the food bank. So it's like the meal that they build is a meal. You know, so that so the food bank people are at least building a a so, you know a complete. At the best you can, it might be, you know, it might have to, it would be canned goods and things like that. But, you know, the, at least they're constructing a, an actual meal where there there is some nutritional benefits. But, yeah, there is only so much you can do um, in, in areas because at the same time, like I was saying, I mean, the you also might not have a grocery store, a real grocery store in close to you if you don't have access to things like a car or a reliable public transit mm-hmm. or something like that. Like you, you the 7-Eleven or the gas station might be your grocery store. 
you know, yeah. which of course is not going to be the best place to find good, healthy art alternatives to processed foods. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so that stuff's important. So, I mean, that was just one of the things that I saw that came out this year. But, uh, you know, in terms of entertainment stuff, um, I, you know, Tyler, the Creator's Igor album was one of my favorite things to come out. Uh, I listened to Tierra Whack like the entirety of the time I'm out here in Chicago. I don't know if her album Whack World came out in 2019, but it was definitely the album that I listened to probably the most uh, because not only, it's a 15 minute like streaming album um, and it has a really, really cool visual accompaniment to it. Um, there's probably some other stuff that came out this year that I'm not thinking about, but I love the movie Peanut Butter Falcon. It's one of the favorite, my favorite things I saw in theaters this year. I can't believe I still haven't seen Avengers Endgame. Uh, 2019 was the year I finally got into comics. Ooh. I finished reading The Boys, uh, so I read over 70 issues of that comic. Uh, I'm now reading Invincible. Uh, I'm going to start some Spider-Man when I'm in Florida, but it's Spider-Man with Miles Morales, not Peter Parker. Um Games, oh man. Okay, here's gonna. This is gonna be the tough one here. But um, Untitled Goose Game was one of the best things I played this year. It was super fun to play with friends. It's super fun to play with anybody that just wants to have fun. You don't have to like video games to like that game. But I will say it's way more fun with friends. What's it called? Um, Gears Five, the Untitled Goose Game. Oh, I think I watched you guys play that actually. Yeah. It's incredible. You're a goose. You cause havoc. It's super great. Gears 5 is a great continuation of Gears. It's another great installment of Gears. Uh, Halo Master Chief Collection will be continues to be one of the craziest deals in video games alongside with Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Ultimate came out last year, though. Um, but let's see. What else did I... Borderlands 3 is great if you like more Borderlands... Um, what else did I play this year? Oh, man, dude. So many things came out. I'm still Didn't bummed I haven't Dead played... No, Red Dead was last year. Um, and Red Dead's good. Um, let's see. Oh, Death Stranding is still, I haven't gotten really that much further, but it's like one of the weirdest things I've ever played. It, if you're in for an experience, that one is definitely in there. Um, what was that Space Explorer game? Not, oh, the Outer yeah, Worlds, it was, uh, Caleb and them, and got a lot of hype. Uh, really cool. Oh, Creature in the Well, another really fun indie game that I played this year. Um, but I also, in the year 2019, I have to give a shout out to the N64, uh, for Mario Parties 2 and 3 and Mario Party 4 on the Nintendo GameCube, which have been some of my most played games this year as we play Mario Party uh, just about weekly. And a shout out to the sport of bowling, which uh, is something I've been picking up in 2019. Just the entire so that's kind of, of my, I wanted to give a brief one because we're going to kind of keep it a little short and simple here for you guys as we uh, head into the holidays. Uh, a reminder for the chat pack audience, this is going to be the last chat pack at least for a week maybe two. We're going to take our holiday break. Um, all of us are traveling, doing different stuff. So if we're, if it might not be, we might be back in action. Um, not next week. Cause I'm going to be gone most of next week, but, um, maybe for the new year and stuff like that too. But anyway, before, before we wrap up, Caleb, give us your 2019 in room. Just my favorites. You're talking about all the yeah favorites, mm. things you did, things you saw, so, favorite, anything you, you know, if life events, movies, games, TV shows. Really, the Joey Burrow thing became one of my favorite things, and I also didn't plan enough ahead to really dive deep. But we went on other tangents oh, yeah, today. We went on them, but for as for I'm just gonna kind of stick to media. I'll say games, WoW Classic, World of War Class or World of Warcraft Classic coming back, so cool. Like I know it's just a throwback, and I know that people like to really reference the what was it the member berry thing, 
from from South Park. You know, that they're just always th- like with the whole Star Wars being revamped, and uh, there's just so much. There's this total trend in all facets of media with television and movies and video games of just bringing back something that was great in older times. And I, you know, I can understand why that can push people away sometimes but it's it's really great to be able to play a game that I grew up playing and now that I'm an adult being able to function as an adult in that old game is really nostalgic but at the same time it's kind of conquering something that I mean like I was eight to ten years old when I started playing that so I had no idea what was going on no idea how to like conserve gold to buy different things that I needed later on and so that's really great um tv shows this didn't come out this year one of the seasons did but the marvelous mrs Maisel. i'm saying right now best tv on television at the moment it's incredibly good have you seen that i've seen a couple of uh episodes but i didn't have amazon prime linked up but i've been meaning to go she's a like a she's a stand-up comedian starts taking the world by storm as the first theme like one of the first big female stand-up comedians um yeah, kind like I think that she's like in in a world of I mean U.S. in the late 1950s into the early 1960s, where women, of course, I mean had the stereotype of they should not be even having a career, let alone having a career in stand-up comedy, right? And she's kind of breaking every one of those stereotypes. I mean, she's like a raunchy comic. She doesn't just get up there and do some ridiculous bit, which like. It ties in. There's another character that I don't want to spoil anything, but she kind of shames for pulling the woman card over and over again kind of deal. You know what I mean? And she wants to break away from that. And it's just, it's really intelligently written and really witty and like nonstop banner. I mean, I it, it has us rolling every time we watch it. And we just watched the, um, uh, I think we finished season three. There's, I want to say there's six episodes every season or eight. And we just finished season three. And season three is where so many shows have their lull. I feel like Walking Dead had it. Uh, Lost is like the, the most famous version of the season three lull, I think. And the, I think season three for this show is the best one yet, which is pretty incredible. I mean, it's so great. Yeah, it's uh, three's three seasons hard because that's where you kind of determine if you're like a three, like the third, the third seasons where you either conclude the story mm-hmm. or you decide, all right, yeah, this, this is, is a gonna, 12 season. We're, show. we're gearing up for <laughs> we're gearing up for five, six seasons. You know, we're going mm-hmm. in for the, the long haul. And, uh, you know, uh, one thing I want to get more into because I heard a lot of good things about it. I want to wa- I watched the first episode. I want to watch Watchmen because it just wrapped mm-hmm. up and that might be a one season show. Um, and I want to catch up with that. Uh, shout outs to uh, the Mighty Gemstones on HBO. One of my favorite things I watched things this year. About too. that, actually. You like it. You might want to give it a try. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's it. Basically, they took John Goodman. Danny McBride and Adam from Workaholics, and they made them priests in a mega oh church. Boy. And uh, so they, are, so there's a whole bunch of stuff that goes involved with that. And actually, I don't know if there will the season how the season concludes. Like, there's a lot of stuff you might think are pretty obvious, but then the way they work through some stuff and the dilemmas that are like of the obvious issues that you think would come to the group and uh, the, the situations they put themselves in, it actually has some pretty cool stuff to, to make you think. And it does one of those things where it's like, I'll gladly take a season two, but they wrapped up season one where it was kind of like, all right, like this is, if this was where the story was to end, I'd be all right with that. Um, mm. I'm trying to think of anything else. Of the well, other TV. Well, hold on. I've South got, Park's been pretty I good. I want to move on to my music. Oh, yeah. Go for it. The, I think I, I actually had been in, 
quite a dry spell. I feel like I'd listen, been listening to the same thing. Like I, I want to say just about a year ago, I really discovered how much um, I like the Beatles. Like, of course, like I'd heard a lot of their songs, but I started getting into the deep cuts and really just fell for the Beatles and a little bit the Beach Boys and some of those older, like the Zombies, some of those 1960 eras. Um, or era musicians and I've been stuck in that and what pulled me out of it is actually an Athens band uh, Paul I was talking to you about this Sneak Thief they are so mm-hmm. good I saw them live and I was instantly a convert like what like halfway through their first song I mean they get out there and like they start off and it's like just three dudes bass acoustic guitar and piano and there's a drum set behind them and they're just playing and then piano guy stops playing gets over the drum set breaks down into just like full punk rock chords but with an acoustic guitar it was just and such crazy live energy and then their ep captures everything they do on set i mean just so well uh the energy is all there and they're if you like if you're a blink 182 kid you're somebody who grew up in the 2000s listening to blink 182 some 41 all those bands it's kind of like a modern version of that I I would just say almost a better version of that. And right here in Athens, Ohio. So you can, Paul, you can come to a show with me. See him at a house. Well, not only that, you, uh, yeah, I mean, Sneak Thief is a groovy soup alum. Man. So I've I've chatted up with uh with with and from what I've heard pr- also I mean this is going to release. Right? I mean he works a lot. He's a workhorse. He's worked in a lot of uh, different bands around Athens, Ohio, and the. Oh yeah, man, Daniel. Daniel's crazy. He does. Uh, he's involved in about four. Uh, a lot of. Th- he works a lot with No Stars out of Athens as well. Some of my favorite tunes actually that came out. But uh, I'm surprised. This would have been cool if you guys would have got uh, involved in this. But um, they're doing a, a collab EP uh, that's releasing. Yeah, the Christmas EP uh, for for us. Yeah, they got a Christmas EP coming up no uh, stars for us Friday the twentieth. But. Uh, the Infinite Improbability Drive, oh. No Stars, Gorilla Party, Sweat Workers, Electric Guitar. Wow. WMN. I don't know if that's... Uh, a, women. WMN. Uh, we we played oh, a yeah, show women. with them as well. Same with Infinite Improbability Drive. And then we, You know, we played that um, uh, Battle of the Bands thing at Casa. And I was like, I remember when we were sitting there waiting for the judging, I was convinced Infinite Probability Drive would come in first. I mean, they were so good. And I was, I mean, I felt yeah, really lucky uh, I've talked to, to end them up winning too. that, you know, but I, I still kind of think, I told him right after, I was like, I, I still think you guys should have had it. Well, they're great. They're, they're great as well as basically that entire lineup yeah. is great. Electric no guitar is too. Great. Marco was the main. Such Electric cool guitar guy. is great too. Sneak Thief is great. Um, so yeah, if you're looking to, you know, spread some holiday cheer with some great, uh, musicians from Athens, check them out there, uh, um, probably on band Spotify camp, I would too. imagine. I know they're on Spotify. Be. That's yeah, where Spotify. I But, um, yeah, anything else, Caleb, that, uh, you, you loved that, uh, I'm trying to think of any other big music, music. things that came out. I listened to a lot of car seat headrests. Oh yeah. Car- I also discovered that, uh, what was it? Twin, twin fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. Twin fantasy great, great album. Seeing them for free at uh, Millennium Will Park. Will Toledo's incredible, man. Really dope. Oh, I saw Explosions again. Ooh. Incredible. I saw Tycho this year. Incredible. Um, I saw Tierra Whack. Incredible. Ooh, I saw Wolfpack. I'm going to see Rocks. That was great. With Corey Henry opening. Holy cow. What a funky show. We saw Corey Wong this year. It's, it's Corey, Corey Wong. Wong. The master bam, of the bam, funk bam, guitar. Bam, 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 master of the 16th bam, bam, note. Bam, 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 bam. 
Yep, Paul, you got it. You're Corey Wong now. So we're going to wrap this up. This has been Chat Pack. Paul's going to sing us out. We'll talk at you next week. Wait, no, we won't. Thank you, everyone, no, for joining us. No, next I'm I'm next week it's gonna it's Christmas week. We're just gonna definitely put the kibosh on on trying to organize that. You'll be you'll be where you're going, I'll be where I'm going. It's uh we'll be back with you guys hopefully for around the, the New Year's and but you might not hear from us until after New Year's, but that's okay too. Um but uh please give us a like, give us a follow. We're trying to grow this thing a little bit. And um if you've listened this deep into the podcast, actually, Caleb, let's give them a little sneak Ooh, peek actually of what's happening next of, year. Um, one of the things that we're working on for next year to take the podcast to a little bit of the next level, we're slowly trying to build. And I think one of the things you might see from 2020 is chat pack. At least if we're going to put our foot forward and try and, you know, take a next step up, I think this is going to be the year that we finally uh, take it and try for it and and go for it. Guest Um, stars. But Caleb uh, had this good idea. Uh, He likes, he likes the shows a little bit more, structured he likes the topics driven and that's fine it's I good. like having like something like having to talk about you know dive deep into exactly it. not just the surface yeah we caleb likes to dig in there with the steak knife and cut through the whole Serrated. piece of meat and look at every last little tendon mm. in there and well as for me I, i'll you know i'll take what's on the plate and if we got to improvise with stuff too we'll rock I'll and just roll throw some ketchup oh on. actually caleb uh random thing for you yep. here one of my new year's resolutions if i stick with it Try an improv class. Oh, and I'm gonna see if I can. Well, I mean, see how it goes. Can try an improv class. Yeah, that's why I start small. See how I feel. See if I like it, and um, at least maybe give it a shot. But anyway, um, next year, maybe one. You know, depending on how much we get it scheduled, we're gonna bring you a podcast that's going to be very focused on a specific topic, and we're gonna bring in. People we know, people that Caleb has now met from Reddit, and we're going to focus in on just what these people do, basically, well, and, experts and in the field, what they, right? yeah, they're experts in, in certain fields. Field. So we'll have an episode or that's going to be a deep dive into competitive Super Smash Brothers Melee, uh, maybe a comic book appraiser. We got a parole officer, I think, uh, potentially no, no, involved. It, was, it as wasn't well. a parole officer. It was somebody who worked at a uh, maximum security women's prison as a security guard. Or as a prison guard. A security guard and a yeah, maximum security. Yeah, which I want to pick prison. their brain, see what really happens in those places. And and I think, you know, it's not only experts in the field, but anybody who's um, in a very niche community. You know, like there's so many of these random, very um, small, tight-knit, but like hyper-interesting communities, right? Whether that's like like I said, you know, like you're, like you said, a comic book appraiser, or this isn't so niche, but like I would love to have somebody who's really into WWE get on it. Like I have no idea why, like because so many people understand that it's fake and understand that it's or maybe not fake but scripted and choreographed. Like the, you mm-hmm. know, it's yeah, fake isn't the yeah, right word yeah. to use for WWE. Like Somebody's gonna because it's like they do up in everything there. they do is real. Mm-hmm. Minus the like, I mean, it's incredible. You They're know, the incredible outcomes. athletes. Yeah, no, that's a yeah. I, that's a great point though. Like that's what we're trying to do. And if you are one of those people and you have access to a somewhere that you can get some good audio, um, even if it's phone call, like because we can make it work. That's what I do for my radio show. At least, I mean, I feel we like it's good it enough work. for radio. It's good for us, right, Caleb? We can make it work. We'll find a way. Yeah, we'll maybe make not it a work. phone call, but we'll find um, a way. 
I think that the one that I'm most excited about is the paleontologist. Having a paleontologist yes. on here and really getting to dig into his mind about all the different places he's gotten to See, go. I'm, and I mean, I, I remember, I mean, this, this guy's a buddy of mine that, um, he, I actually got to go out on the field with him and he was t- telling me that he went, what was it? Tasmania. And he has gone to Madagascar, Mar- Madagascar many times. And then, I mean, everywhere you can imagine in the U S out West, I mean, Montana, New Mexico, Utah, Utah is apparently his favorite place out of all those, which blows my mind still. I mean, that we have, you know, everybody wants to travel everywhere all over the world, but some of the best places you can see are right here in the U.S. Yep, absolutely. I mean, it's going to be, uh, it, it, it's a, there's going to be some really cool stuff that we're going to talk about. And I think it's going to bring in some really interesting conversations and bring, you know, we'll have fun. Don't worry. Chat Pack Podcast, as you know and love, will we'll continue. Hopefully, with uh, we want to get like an improved Twitch video overlay so it looks a little bit cooler with us on there. Uh, maybe a more consistency in uh, what day. We've we've hit Wednesdays pretty consistently, so this might be the live recording day, but even though this one's not live. Mm-hmm. But uh, be looking for us in 2020 because uh, we're, we're planning on things. We got a lot of gears. We got a lot of pieces to move. I don't want to over, over hype us like we have in the past, but... I think this is going to be a year of some some cool stuff, um, but uh, if you're curious which one I'm most excited for, I'm not going to lie. I'm really excited to talk to the comic. Yeah, book I'm Fraser. I'm pretty stoked. I have about a that. I have a I'm I'm very excited to find out about that. Um, but seriously, I mean, if you're uh, in a niche community, uh, or if you feel that you if you're a roller rollerblade expert, uh, <laughs> roller worked blade. at a roller rink, and you know the ins and outs of how to fix and repair roller blades and skates better than anybody that else. That might be a drive been podcast. Cr- I'm not going to lie. Creating ice cream Ooh. flavors. I don't know. Jenny's ice cream. Um, but, uh, yeah, so as we wrap up, a very uh, happy holidays to all of the Chat Pack audience out there, whatever you celebrate. I hope it's a, an absolute great time with friends, family, and if you're on your own, I hope you're doing uh, all right as well because I know sometimes the holidays can be a bit tough especially if you're on your own. So uh, if, you, if, we're, if, you, if you're hanging out with us for the holidays, we do appreciate it and hope you have a, a great one. Hope the new year is great as well. Caleb, it's been a blast. A blast? Blast. It's uh, been a being core back blast. The podcast, getting, the, getting the crew back together here as we've... Even uh, if it is just a dynamic Going on duo. about like six months of, of putting the putting the the, sh- the, the the podcast back yeah, on. it's been a while. Um, I think maybe a little less than that. But uh, anyway, until... We meet again, all of our friends at the chat pack. Thank you so much for listening.